Hello, friends. Welcome to Authenticate. This is the podcast where I interview people who show up as their authentic selves in their everyday lives. They are determined and they're full of grit and resilience, and they have so much to teach us on so many topics. I want you to remember that you're not alone. I want you to feel free to live your best life, and I want you to know that you have a purpose. I hope that Authenticate gives you the shot of encouragement you need for your day, your week, and your life. I hope you enjoy and are inspired by the interviews and the episodes that I do, and I can't wait for you to come on this journey with me. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Authenticate. I have a very special episode for you today. On the show today, I have Takdis Razak. Takdis is originally from Pakistan. She has started a company called Wow Meme, which sells authentic branded clothing from Pakistan, and she has also started a nonprofit to support those in developing countries with education, infrastructure, and so many other things. She has managed to do all this also while being a wife and mom of two. Takdis's story is incredible. She is one of the most inspiring, humble, and generous women I have ever met. I was blown away by her story, and I hope that you will be equally fascinated. Enjoy. Hi, Takdis. Hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Doing well, thank you. Good, thank you so much for joining me today. I've been so looking forward to talking with you and sharing your story with people. It's such an honor to be here. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I feel it's like it's the honor for me. (laughs) This is such such good stuff that you have to share. So I would just want to let everyone know that I first discovered you um, when you were on an IG Live, Instagram Live with Kathy Heller. I was on my way to bed and she went live and I just popped on to see what was going on and you were there and you had such a fascinating story. So I listened um, and I thought, well, I want to interview her and I want to spread her story with other people as well. So I want to dive in. Tell us a little bit about where you're from, your family, just general background. Thank you for giving me the space to um, share my story. Um, so my story begins in, I was born in Pakistan. Um, my dad always was a huge fan of the Western world and the qualities of the Western world and equality to some extent for the women. And um, so we moved here in Canada, uh, to Canada in 1997. So I was about seven years old at that time. So we moved there, but um, our family, like my uncle and my grandparents were in Virginia, um, United States. So we always were visiting Virginia and everyone loved it. So eventually, like after the Canadian citizenship, we moved here. um, And I still remember the first day of school was 9-11. Oh my gosh. Um, and I still remember, like, you know, we, it was the first day of school and they were like, no, 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 you have to go home. Um, and it was the whole, you know, everything changed. I still remember our immigration process, which was only supposed to take six months, took five years. Wow. Um, and at that time, my dad was the only one working um, and he was the only one who could work because we were all very young. Um, but he strived a lot, like just to get us here. And, you know, he has a lot to do with wherever I am today. Um, he gave us the education. We moved here. He did whatever he could. Um, eventually, you know, I started college here. I went to George Mason. Um, then I got married in Pakistan, stayed in Pakistan for one year, which was like such a shock for everyone. So I was like, how are you going to go live in Pakistan again? And this was like, I visited after like seven, eight years. And then I fell in love with my husband. And, you know, it was just like that la la land that like, you know, I can do anything. What's a big deal? It's only Pakistan. Like, you know, um, but things kind of changed there after the marriage. And then we moved to, um, we moved back in Virginia where my siblings are still, they got married and everyone was still in Virginia. And then at that time I was eight months pregnant with my first child, um, Wally, a baby boy. We had a baby boy um, that same year. Um, and it was just like having the first baby. And I still remember we used to live more in the suburbs, but my husband got a job in state department. So we were more in the Arlington area in an apartment, which was like 
totally different for me. It was like literally living in another country because like with suburbs and downtown, it's just very, very different. I was, even though it's very, very safe, but it was just like so quiet too. And I felt like I cannot go alone and walk outside mm -hmm. and, you know, and plus I had um, a lot of complications when I had my first delivery. So health-wise, I wasn't doing really well. Um, and I still remember that I just stopped nursing Wally and I was finally like, okay, I'm free. I think in both of like, whenever I had my children, I think breastfeeding was the worst part. It's mm. like, it's a 24 seven job that, you know, and it's always on your mind. And then you go on with the guilt of like, whether you have enough, is there enough supply? Cause you are the one supplying it. So, you know, it's like, you start leaking in public going downhill by the day and um so I still remember I was so relieved and then during that time I had the way I weaned him off after a year but the right before that I had a gallbladder issue so they had to remove my gallbladder and I it was like a painful experience I know for a lot of people it isn't for it for me the pain and then I had trouble breathing and I was just so after I still remember four weeks, I started feeling this pain near my chest. And I was like, oh, this does not like sound good. And I went to the ER and I st still remember the exact, I still remember the doctor was wearing a beige shirt. He walked in and he smiled and he was like, do you know you are pregnant? <laughs> and I was like, uh, and at first, I still remember, like, my heart just sank. But then when I looked at my husband, he had this beautiful smile. And I was like, okay, okay, do not be unthankful. You, you know, this is a miraculous baby. But, you know, let's just... But I think I had the hardest time. Just... It was, I mean my second one moment is a beautiful beautiful child he is like you know he keeps me on my feet he's just an amazing kid but I still remember those nine months like it was a difficult pregnancy it was just so I had him and then we had to move again we had we moved three houses in between all of this as well um because that's a my husband changed his job and so when we moved to an apartment that I'm living in right now, I was on the record low, um, you know, gained my weight, depressed because I was like, you know, dealing with the two kids. I still remember my best friend and my cousin was getting married um, and my both of my kids were so young, but he was getting married in Pakistan. The whole family went from here, but I didn't because Momin at that time had a really severe eczema. So I could not take him there and I wanted to get him treated here. And, you know, it was just something that the 18-year-old Tekdis Razak would never even dream of, like, you know, staying back and not wanting, like, not being able to do what she always wanted. And I think after moment, after moment was doing better. Like, it was just, I was just not happy with myself I just realized like you know no matter and my husband he is great he is great he still surprises me on our anniversary like you know he would still do we will be married like it will be our eighth anniversary in January eight years That's awesome um and he still does like monthly you know anniversaries and my like it's always a surprise and I haven't done one yet which I'm very guilty <laughs> about um but I just felt this, like my heart was not happy. I just could not feel, you know, yes, I was, I counted my blessings and I know I was very, very blessed to have such a loving husband, to have beautiful kids. But there was just something inside me that was just slowly dying. And I, even if I laughed, I felt like, you know, it's just to show everyone, I just feel really hollow inside to be honest um 
And then I think my husband noticed that as well. So that's why I give him a lot of credit. He never said it, but I think he was feeling this as well. He was like, okay, why don't we start something? And I told him, I was like, and I thought about it. I was like, I can go, I can work outside, which was not a choice because it would have been like, and I always wanted to do something of my own. Um, and I have, I always had this huge dream of having a nonprofit and then leaving it for my kids and they can do it. And then, you know, at least my generations can continue to help people. Um, and at that time I was like, you know, nonprofit is probably 10 steps ahead. I need to take my first step. And it was the first step. And I still remember we were, since, you know, we moved here, we moved houses, um, rent, and then having kids, even though Asad had a great job, but there were no savings. In fact, we were in debt because we were just, you know, um, starting new. Um, and at that time, there was no room for a failure for this business because I, I still remember I took a loan out of my 0% credit card that I was offered when I opened the business account. Um, and I still remember there were like $13,000 on it. And then I started with about 75 outfits. Okay. In my guest room. Um, I, I think the first formal like open house I did was on April 7th, 2019. And it was like friends and family. And I still remember being up all night doing like customized tags. And um, my husband has a design background. So he is always like, you know, he needs everything to be perfect. He's a graphic <laughs> designer. Um, so every, the colors have to be, you know, a certain way and all of that. Um, and then everyone really liked it, but it was just like friends and family. And I was like, okay, this is going, you know, it was good, but I was inside. I was really scared because I was like, today, everyone came here to support me and they already know me. So how do I, you know, but what is going to happen when I open the Facebook page? Um, so I opened the Facebook page um, and then at that time, I didn't even know of Instagram because I all these, like, you know, four years, I wasn't even into, like, I was just like, you know, raising the kids. I want, I was on Facebook. I still didn't know how to use Snapchat. Um, still don't. But I don't have Snapchat, so I, I can't help you there. I understand. Right. Um, so it was just, and then on Facebook, I start. I got, I still remember I got my first message after a week and that someone wanted to come and see my collection. Um, and then they came, they just looked around, um, asked me some tough questions and then they left without buying anything. Um, and then I was like, okay, maybe, you know, I just... I don't, but I was like, inside me, I was like, I have to give this five years. If this doesn't work in five years, then you can back out. But right now you cannot. Um, so, and then another sale, my first sale was, I still remember around $250. And that lady was generous enough to tell me that she only came to buy one top but she ended up buying four because my prices and my quality was so good and that and the ball started rolling after that um but the first year I still remember there was like I made about twenty thousand dollars and I was like okay we did well um there was about a ten dollar ten thousand dollars investment and then twenty thousand I was like this is really good um but then so I prepared myself for okay, next year it's going to be bigger. So I need to buy more inventory. So all that money that I made the first year, I put it back. I was supposed to visit, I still remember, I was supposed to visit um, Pakistan in on February 28th. <laughs> 2020. Right? 2020. And yes. I bought all this inventory because oh I was visiting with the kids and I was like, I'm going to have all this luggage. Um, so, you know, let's just buy a whole year worth of stuff and I took orders from here that I'm leaving so people really like so I got a lot of orders in advance um and I packed eight suitcases with like stuff to leave and on uh, February 28th I still remember everything was packed downstairs in the garage and all of a sudden you know my husband calls and he's like 
um, Saudi Airways canceled their, they're canceling their flights because my husband works for the airport, their IT department. And he was like, there's a huge list and Pakistan is on there. And within that, those 24 hours that we were traveling, the tickets were canceled and I was, and I did not know what to do. I thought this was oh the end of the world. I still remember I was so, it progressed so fast. The, it just, the COVID situation that I still remember February and like the whole March and even half of April, I did not even feel like posting anything on Facebook because I just kept on thinking about people. I was like, it's so inhumane for me to even, you know, I was just, my heart was so sad. There were people like, you know, our family was affected by it back home. It was just a very, very sad situation to the point where people started asking me, oh, did you have a new collection? Um, what I did at that time was when I couldn't travel, I got everything shipped here right away. Because yes. I knew that here, and if the flights close down, and if the logistics close down, then it's going to be stuck there, and all that money is not going to be worth anything. So it, even during pandemic, like the first few months was really bad, but Eid and Ramadan are around April and May. Mm -hmm. So which really worked in my favor, because people go back home, and they shop and everything. So since people weren't traveling they had I had I was like around the area I was the only one who had new stock in person you know and I was and I live where there are a lot of older people in my building take any in-person appointments till you know I knew everyone was vaccinated till the year late I was vaccinated and I know everyone else was around me um because I just could not you know, deal with the guilt that what if my client comes, you know, mm -hmm. um, ill from that, or I get it, or, you know, any kids, but, you know, everything went, so a year and a half with no clients in person, still with pandemic, so the first year, 2019 was 20,000, so 2020 was 30,000 of revenue. And wow. I was like, okay, so if I can, and, but I had all this inventory still because yes. I did not put sales up. I noticed that a lot of people did sales right and I did not. That whole year, there was no sales. It was just the price as it is. And you get it, You if you're within the United States, you get the shipment within two to three days. Whereas if you ordered from, it would take, 10 to 20 days. Um, and a lot of people like did not have their stuff come in. There were lockdowns on like in Pakistan. So that worked out. Like I was able to, you know, um, do it. And I think a lot of it has to do that year. I still remember on Eid, like we helped the people who lost jobs or we helped six families with Eid outfits. They got brand new Eid outfits and it was so I was so happy to hear because I did not know these families because just we wanted to keep it very discreet um and the person who was in the middle she was like everyone was so happy because they weren't expecting brand new clothes with tags and I I think I did more charity than ever and I still do it I think a lot of my business has to do with I I still know that when I think I am struggling I do charity and I think that is what has really helped me and another thing is giving respect to your client I think giving them respect and grace of being whoever they are no matter what size they are um, it has a lot to do with like you see that when you start giving respect to another person it just I think the universe opens up for you just because you are and you are generous for the mankind um and this year I still remember like January I was like 2021 I was like okay $30,000 but when I did my taxes more than my sales wow 
So I was like, okay, um, we really, 2021 is going to be either make it or break it year. So I was like, okay, what do I write? Because I write a number every month. But this year I was like, okay, officially we're starting a year. And at that time there wasn't, the vaccine wasn't out at that time because it was January. So it was only, I think, they were just tried starting the vaccine and everything and people were so skeptical about it and all that um so I was like okay 50,000 and I was like and someone inside me was like why are you so afraid of asking right I was like okay 60,000 and I still remember I wrote it down and the sales picked up from February which has a lot to do with Kathy Heller because I started listening to her um I think i I am in forever debt with her um, advice and her encouragement. And I hope all of us women who have heard at least one of her interview or we follow her, we have to become like her and imagine like changing so many lives with just, you know, giving, being transparent and just being honest. With, and generous. And generous, you know, Absolutely. Just, just- she's so generous. And a lot of people after my interview with Kathy Heller were like, you were, you are giving too many numbers out. And I was like, there's, I think being transparent mm-hmm. is the key here. You know, I just, yes. oh, the business doubled. No one knows what the number was. And especially new entrepreneurs need to hear this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I just think no matter what it is, I think it is, the transparency is the key. And then, you know, fast forward September, end of September when we closed books, we were at 60,100. That is incredible. That's so incredible. Oh my gosh. Alhamdulillah, thank you, um, Allah. We are at 70,000 right now. Oh my gosh. And the year's not even over. The year's not even over. Um, That's incredible. it's been an incredible journey after Kathy and after, and I have met incredible people as my clients. And I said it on Kathy's show, and I'm saying it now that they are God sent to just lead my way towards doing a nonprofit, towards helping people, towards just sharing the knowledge. And I think sometimes we need that really just a space to just express ourselves, to talk mm-hmm. about what we need to talk about. Because um, I think with the society that we live in, there are just so many pressures that we have no option but to be perfect. Oh, we are living a healthy life. We are living a perfect life. Everything has to be good. The kids have to get good grades. They have to be in a sport. On top of that, now they have to wear branded clothes. You know, it's just you will never hear the end of it. If you have a town home, you need a home. If you're renting, you need to own a home. The cars you are driving, it's exhausting. And it's so overwhelming. It's, like, it's such a fresh breath of air when you meet people who are not in this rat race. Yes. Who yes. have, you know, um, they want to do something. They want to bring, you know, they want to bring goodness out of people. Um, which is really, really important right now. I think at at this time, we have to be global citizens. Um, And I tell that to my kids and I tell that to like, you know, around me, like I hope I raise such children that they don't put someone at arm's length just because of their color, their religion or where they're from. They just have, you know, they just love everyone for who they are and they continue to give Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Everything you said is such truth. I think that it, it comes down to love and it comes down to connection. Everyone is so starved for connection nowadays. We are more on technology than ever, and yet we're more alone and isolated than ever. And I think everything you say, it's, you know, the money is abundance and it's huge blessing. It's blessing you. We're going to talk about how it's blessing so many others, but it's about the human connection because that's what matters at the end of the day. And if we can all just do our part, you know, you and I were previously talking about, you know, withdrawing into yourself because life can feel overwhelming or you look at everyone else, you compare to everyone else and you're like, well, I'm not good enough. I can't, but well, who would possibly listen to me? What do I have to offer? I don't have a degree, all those things. But then when you can push past that, um, you can 
really understand that each person has a story, each person has something to offer the world. And there's someone who needs every single one of us. And then the connections just grow. And I love that. It's so beautiful. I know Kathy said it once and it kind of just is stuck with me is that good people, I think it's the hardest with good people mm -hmm. to earn money, but they, but good people need to have money. Um, recently, one of the ladies who work with me, who also happens to be my cousin back home, she has never worked in her life, but she has been with me through my journey throughout. And she, and recently, you know, her, I wanted to give her a good raise because she has been doing a phenomenal job. And she was so hesitant. She was like, you know, I'm just so happy for you. You're doing great. You don't have to. I was like, yes, I have to. Because I, good people need to have money. Um, and thing. so she is the one um, usually who packs everything. Once everything is delivered to her, she packs it. And then she's the one who dispatches it from Pakistan to here. Um, so recently she told me, she was like, you know, there was a rickshaw driver who was out of work because the schools were closed for almost a year in Pakistan. And usually there are no school buses in that area. In general, there's not a trend of school buses. It's basically rickshaws or vans. And then, you know, more affluent people will just have drivers and cars who would drop them off. And she was like, you know, I hired him to transport from her place to the office. And she was like, you know, I pay her gener I pay him generously and he's really happy. Um, it's just, I think that once you start making money, it's not just you. You know, if I count, I am, there are almost five people as of now who are being supported one way or another mm -hmm. with the earning that I'm earning. And it has changed, you know, their lives. And then recently I started experimenting with, um, I've spoken about it in my earlier interviews. Um, during about two months ago, we had a raffle with hand embroidered scarves, which will be on my website soon. And whoever I have decided, um, that all those sales of those scarves will go to a certain cause that we choose that month. Um, but someone reached out to me, uh, one of my clients, she's from a network called Iman, and it's basically um, moms who, interfaith moms who are doing projects. And she came across someone who was looking for funds for a school in Hunza Valley in Pakistan, which borders with um, China. So that particular school needed funds for it to oper operate because it had only, I think, 35 to 40 kids in that school because um, that area was very isolated. So the um, government or the ruler wanted them to go to a school that was 10 kilometers one way for them to go to school. And Hunza Valley has a 100% literacy rate. And it's not like a 10 kilometer straight walkway. Those are treacherous, <laughs> right. you know, it's hiking. Um, so a lot of people were thinking of moving out of there because education is so important to them. Um, and you, and I, I spoke to her and I was like, how much do you think would be, and she was like, Techniques, do you know it's only four thousand dollars for the entire year? Wow! And we were, I was like, okay, so let's. So the scarves, I was like, if we sell them, it's only because it was like fifty-five, sixty dollars each as a retail price. So I was like, if we, I have four of them. Um, so if we do that, that would be two hundred forty dollars. But I think it would be cool if you do raffle. Um, and I, that was our first time doing raffle. We raised within that week $2,000. That's so amazing. Tickets. I love this story. Yes. And I will share the pictures with you. I think they're on my Facebook page. You should see the school and the kids. Oh. And it's amazing how, you know, it's just... It just brings so much peace. I think that's when I started to feel alive. I think mm -hmm. it does. 
those 20,000 or that 60,000 might have made a difference, but really what made my heart so content was this project. Yes. And then we recently did one with um, their traditional Pakistani shoes called Kuse. They're like ballet shoes, but really fancy ballet shoes. Ooh, I'm on board. Which are... <laughs> I like I'll shoes. Send you one. Yeah. Um, they're really, really cute. And there some of them are on my um, Instagram page and they will be on the website soon too. So I was like, okay, this is something new coming. How about we, you know, do a raffle on them because not a lot of people have them here. And then let's do 25 for one ticket, $25 for one. And then we'll do three tickets for $50. This time we just, it just closed last week, I believe, or the week before. And it's amazing how people who heard me on Kathy's show sent money to help. Um, and we are, we raised $3,000. And I'll, they just sent us a video and that was for an orphanage in Uganda, mm. which will be a home for, I think, 300 plus kids. Um, and they just set the foundation with that money. Um, and we continue, we will continue to support them and I'll do whatever we can. But these are the things like, yes, you have all the right to have a business, but I think these projects just make the biggest difference. And they, this is something I always was the person who was like, I don't need the money to be happy. Mm -hmm. I don't, mm -hmm. but it was just I. You know, it's not, it's not, I think at a certain age or at certain time when you're ready to serve the world, yes. I think the message comes to you, whether from God, whether from the universe or whatever you brings, whatever, like, you know, you believe in is the fact that it's not all about you. Right. It's, and we get so egocentric yeah. and so in our own heads, so in our own lives. And how could I yeah. possibly help someone in another country? The problem is so overwhelming. What could I possibly do? And we don't do anything. We get we get paralyzed by that. But you're, you know, showing everyone through your success, your abundance, you've been able to bless so many others and call in so many other people to come alongside you in that journey to be a part of the blessing. And it's just growing. And people have been ever since, you know, there was someone who recently messaged me and she does coaching and she was saying that like, you know, her next pro like her next workshop she is donating 50% of the profits to a cause that she believes in, which is amazing, which mm. I think makes it worth it all. It does. Um, at the end of the day, someone else, like they sell ex very exquisite. I usually have it on my page um, and I will promote her again, but she sells these really exquisite candles. And she was like, I'm ready to send you four or five of them. I would buy that. Um, <laughs> and she was like, uh, why don't you do a raffle? And then we will, you know, uh, we, whatever cause you want. And I'm, you know, I hope it works out, but that I think I really want to do a project in Afghanistan mm -hmm. um, to help empower people there. Um, I love that. that I love it hard for people. I would love. And then, you know, Christmas is right here. So, you know, that's, and especially you there's so many people suffering as well. So many people have lost their homes. So many people have lost their li um, livelihoods. It's just the world needs a lot of peace and happiness. And it's like the smallest thing you can do for somebody. Some, it doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to go out of your way. You could just, you know, just bake cookies for your neighbor. That's yeah. all it, what it takes. You're right. You're right. The smallest act of generosity makes such a big difference. It does. So let's jump back. We covered a lot from when you started to where you were. Tell people who aren't familiar, what exactly do you do? So you talked about the credit card, you bought product, but tell them, I think you mentioned that you do get it from Pakistan. So you get product from there, but what product are you getting? Um, what is it made out of? How are you, you have Instagram, but how are you launching that? I even had a question because I'm looking I looked at your photos on Instagram shortly after I heard your interview with Kathy and they're just beautiful. So I'm like, who's taking these photos? I mean, cause even the presentation is beautiful and then the clothes are beautiful. So how did you start with this so it's, idea? 
it's all a puzzle. And even this morning, I was very, I was like, this is, you know, it turned out to be such a good thing because all the businesses are suffering. So it started with like, so just suppose like here, there's Gap, there's, you know, Jenny and Jack, there's H&M, then, you know, there are different tiers of brands like, you know, J Crew. Um, so in Pakistan, it's the same way. There's like, you know, Nishat and all of different brands. So what I did was I bought the, so I'm basically a curator rather than being a creator. Um, so I would buy from them the product and okay. that's, and it's their pictures and they are willing to share. And then you bring them here on my website everyone everyone is being accredited for so in a way it helps them as well as a promotion um the facebook my instagram page mostly is done the reels are done by me but my husband has a background of graphic designing and he has done his masters in that and he is really good with you know the websites and everything which you know when sometimes you take the first step we launched our website in um, January 2021 because um, I wasn't sure if we, I was ever going to take in-person appointments because of COVID and we didn't know how long it would take. After that website, we got seven to eight projects, people just asking, who did your website? How, you know, and then it was just amazing because he was like, I always, he has, he does amazing. Like, you know, we did it on Shopify. Then I realized there's such a big need for websites now, mm. no matter what you are doing. And then with Shopify, it's a different, you know, you it's easier, but you really need to know how to work it. Um, so another business came out of it. Wow, well, creatives. Um, you're still working on the website. So basically, it's from the vendors in Pakistan to here, different brands. Um, and then what I, when I had a little bit of more money, I would, there are a couple of women who I give them ideas that you can make something and they do it. And then, so I buy it from them as well. So it's just not very prominent um, brands. It's also like slowly and which, is a would be a dream come true if we can just make a school teach them how to stitch or you know um, just empower them and then that has started like you know recently someone just said they made scarves they're like ruffles and you can just wear them with like a dress um so they you know or like pants or you know, tunics and most of the stuff is organic cotton, whatever you see on the website, very good quality. Um, the stitching and everything, no one would be disappointed. There are some dresses and like Western wear on it as well. We are planning to do a separate category for that. So for all like people who don't wanna, you know, are not into the Eastern wear, they can, you know, try the Western wear as well. But um, it's slowly and gradually where I thought, okay, and I wanna say to everyone, you don't always have to end up like, you. it's the first step and doesn't have to be towards, I wanted to do a nonprofit yet I opened a business. Right. Right. And this was totally out of, you know, my league in general, because I've never done business. I was my <laughs> educational background was in business, um, you know, letting people in your house, talking to a lot of people. I, I get a lot of energy from people, but there are certain people who would drain it all out of you within oh, yes. five minutes mm -hmm. and walk mm -hmm. and walk out. And you were like, <laughs> There were days where I was like, is this really what I'm going to do? Um, but you just have to be persistent with good intentions and help wherever you can. And, you know, this morning I was just thinking, like, even in Pakistan, those businesses are struggling. Yeah. But since we are doing well, we are able to promote them here. 
um, and we are giving them business and some local people as well. Um, my best friend is from Bangladesh and she was over and I was like, you know, just let's do something um, in Bangladesh as well where we, you know, it could be a nonprofit where ladies can just make something for us and then, you know, we can sell it here. And she was like, you know, it's so sad that those, there are so many people who are doing that, but they don't even get paid a fraction of what the curator is making. Um, so I think this itself is becoming a project as well that, you know, um, and a lot of people have a lot of respect for um, these products and they have been a hit. So I think, you know, it's gradually, slowly and gradually, this is uh, in April, it's gonna be three years. Wow Meme is gonna be three years old, but we are already, um, you know, thank God, alhamdulillah, like, you know, doing so well. And it has finally, I think I feel alive again. Mm -hmm. um, the old, and I used to work. I mean, I still remember, and I totally forgot about it. I still remember around 2006, there was this devastating um, flood in Pakistan, which affected so many lives. And that was basically in a desert where no one expected and people were already living on the poverty line. Um, so I was in college at that time in George Mason. I was working with um, a nonprofit. I was volunteering for them. It was called Human Development Foundation. And then I happened to know the, my, the PSA, Pakistan Student Association president. And I called him and I was like, what are you doing about the um, flood? And he was like, I don't know if you have any ideas, let us know. And I was like, okay, how about you, PSA and HDF collaborate and college. Um, and then we need, we can do a fundraising dinner. Uh, so this was Wednesday. I literally dreamt of it around 7 a.m. I woke up and I was like, you know, what if I put both of them together? And they can get the people. HDF is a very well accredited Pakistani, you know, um, foundation. So people are gonna trust sending mm. funds to them. So Wednesday was this idea. I started making calls, and then my one of my best friends um, from Afghanistan, where like I talked to her, and I was like, we need a nice venue. Do you know any restaurants? So she made a couple of calls and her dad thankfully was able to get this restaurant in Arlington, this Afghan restaurant. In, and just think about, wow. I still think about it, it was such an amazing thing because look at, it was a project for Pakistan an Afghanistani owner of a restaurant is offering his space and he gave us this amazing discount on Thursday, the following Thursday, within seven days, that day we were able to do raffles. We were a, we raised seventeen thousand oh dollars from that dinner, and I was just saying, I was like, how could I ever forget about it? But I think sometimes we just dim the light so much that it's just darkness, and you don't even realize what you are capable of doing. And I was like, how could I? And they, with that seventeen thousand they made a well of water where people would get clean water that's, in that village. And it just came to me last night. I was like, how could I have, this was my best accomplishment. And for, like, you know, about 10 plus years ago at that time when I was just a college student and now there's so, it's just collaboration at the end of the day, mm -hmm. it's resources, mm -hmm. it's not the money, it's right. the resources, which yes. this is why I'm very excited about Let's Come Forward, my new project, which <laughs> I think great things are going to come out of it. They will. They will. I mean, everything you're saying, even 10 years ago, when you're talking about that, I think that was the beginning of your journey. Like you're clearly a visionary because even now as your business is growing, you're like, now I have this idea and then I have that idea and then we could collaborate these things. So I think it's all just really come together over the last 10 years and God has just really connected dots. He's connected you with people and given you vision and it's it's incredible just the impact that you, you've had and the impact you can have in such a short amount of time as well. Like you said, it was seven days and $17,000. Seven days, That's yes. amazing. 
I mean, most people be like, I could never, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start. I'm going to hide under a blanket on my couch and, <laughs> you know, watch I TV. What I realized we see all this suffering. Yes. On TV. We have, A, we have become numb. Yes. Um, B, there's always this thing inside, like, I'm never going to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. I still remember when I used to listen to Biz Chicks. Um, that's also a podcast. That was the first podcast. Um, but that was more on services and they used to talk about six-figure businesses, six-figure business. And I still remember one day I was just sitting with someone and I was like, you know what? I want a six-figure business. And at that time I was only sitting at like, you know, that was my first year. And they were like, what do you think you're going to sell to the entire United States? So your yes. ideas do. And I was, and inside me, I was like, hell yes, why not? Um, but I think sometimes you really, this is, I know people bring, pull you down at times. And unfortunately it's the people who are very close to you. Um, but the right person, the right friend, the right, and they don't even have to be your supporters. They don't have to be your best friends. It's, I think once you start the journey, um, these people are godsend. Some of my clients, the I cannot even call them clients anymore. They're like my sisters now. Um, but the connection we have and, you know, it's just, everything is just coming slowly and gradually together. So at the end of the day, selling clothes was not a bad idea at all. And this has really set, you know, the mood for everything. And especially like, you know, when you, go to the mall or when you go to the restaurants and you see these big signs and overworked waitresses and when you are able mm. to give them the tip that they mm-hmm. deserve is it just makes it's like an everyday thing you don't even have to like do a donation just do something for someone who's like serving you food while you're not at home mm-hmm. or you're not cooking um i still my you know the helpers that i that I have at home, they were going on a vacation. And I was like, oh, why cannot, you know, they help me all the time. So I sold them some money and they were just so happy and so surprised. And it doesn't even, you know, I don't even keep a track of my account. It's usually all up in the air (laughs) when I'm giving money, you know, it's Mm -hmm. all. And I think, you know, you get more out of it every time it's just it's it's universal energy that you're attracting yes and you know like look at the chances of us talking right now I know just think about that I know I'm in Virginia and you are in Pennsylvania Pennsylvania exactly so and we are from completely different worlds but Mm -hmm. I think deep down inside we can connect and we are connecting at a level where I think I cannot even connect to someone who lives near me or who is the same, who's from the same origin. And this is the thing we need to realize. I think there's so many divisions and so many walls and so many barriers that we cannot look past that. We do not appreciate these days. We don't appreciate anyone because of their color, because of their religion, you know, we make thanks to the media, you know, yeah. there's just hatred everywhere. You know, it's sad because I can't even listen to the news when my kids are around yeah. and they're four and six and I do not want them to see the world the way they are showing it. And sadly enough, it's only getting worse. It's not getting any easier. Right. Um, I still remember during that time when... Um, we did that raffle with, not the raffle, the fundraising dinner for Pakistan's flood victims. There were, there was a lot of hatred going on. Like, you know, why is an Afghan restaurant hosting it? Why are Pakistanis going there? Why is Afghanis like helping? So these are the things we need to just, we have to get past that. You know, we cannot, the world needs so much support right now. All of us, you know, things change within a night time, like, you know, it's overnight, it's everything. True. look at COVID. Yes. I mean, I was, 
I still remember my husband was like, you know, our flight two days before that, our flight might get canceled. I was like, there are only two cases in the United States right now. So I don't think it's going to, you know, happen that way. I think it was January 28th, I believe, something like that, around that day. And I still remember there were only two cases, I believe, in Seattle or California. And it took off so quickly. <laughs> it was, it took off so quickly. And I still remember when my husband brought in masks and I was like, you are clearly overreacting. <laughs> Calm down. He, will not need the masks at all and look at now like you know your kid wears a mask to school every mm-hmm. day oh my gosh yes you're so right you're so right so for people who want to buy your products they can go to wow.meme on instagram yeah. or they can go to your website which is wowmeme yes wowmeme.com dot com okay and then you have your sizes range from is it extra From small? Extra to, small to three um, X. To three X, okay. And now you're mm-hmm. also starting to introduce shoes. You said soon. Yes. Okay. Yes. Soon. Okay. Pretty soon, maybe you'll break into jewelry. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Who you're clothing knows? women all over the world. This is great. And and you make you make clothes for children too. Yes. Okay. Children. I mean, and I would love to bring in my niece here because last time I spoke to her, she was like. Kala, that's what she called me. Kala means aunt, um, mother, sister. And she was like, I, and she listened to my interview with Kathy. And she was like, I loved it, but I was really disappointed. And I was like, why were you so disappointed? And she was like, because you never spoke about me. Oh. And I was like, okay, so I have to give her huge credit because. Arush Khan is seven years old and she was five at the time when I launched Wow Meme and at that time it was only women clothing. She walked in and she looked around and she was like it's really nice Khala but you have nothing here for me right and I was like oh I don't know and inside my mind I was like I don't even know what is gonna be you know the best like if the kids if people want their or how the market would be and it was right before Eid time which is like Christmas for Muslims so I was like okay so I used to get her clothes from this really nice brand called mini miners and they do organic cotton no itchiness very trendy very good quality clothes they turned out to be really expensive with shipping but I got I still remember I got five designs wow and people were so happy that I had kids clothing. So some, if someone was coming for their own clothing, they would buy their kids. So Arush has a lot to do with Wow Meme's success. And now she uh, has been mentioned. She, and now she, she is has smiling. Been so, um, it's, it's just, I tell this to everyone now. It's just the tiny tiny step that you have you start the journey and everything will work out for you yes and, and I, sometimes it, it seems like it doesn't but you just have to stay persistent I read somewhere that before the like formula was like three years and if you're not if your business is not giving you enough profit then it's not worth doing it and now with all the competition it's five years that you have, it's five years. And even then, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, you know? So that's why I just kept my head. There were times, I mean, there were times where I wouldn't get a sale. I mean, I was just looking at for October sales last year in August, because it was the whole festive Eid season for Muslims. I may, in August, it was like, I made 10,000. That was the biggest 2020 sale ever that changed everything. But in September and October, September was like 650. Mm. October was 550. So just imagine you have all this inventory sitting and you don't know what's going to happen. And I still remember my siblings would walk in and they would be thinking, what is she doing all this stuff? How is she going to sell it? But now in October, we were at $5,000. So do not get discouraged. And I still remember asking my uncle, it was like, I lose my sleep. Either I have really good weeks 
And then there's that break. And then he was like, you'll get used to it. And inside I was thinking, I'll never get used to it. This is way too mind boggling. And I was like, you know, there are sales that happen and you think you get lucky, you know, and I used to look at every sale and then count it. And then, you know, all of that, what I'm doing. And then I, I used to think to myself, there will be a time where I don't have to keep, keep track of all of this. Right? <laughs> right. And it comes faster than you think it will. But it just, I think it's, everything is within you. Yes. The magic, the charisma, the success, everything resides within you. If you are going to come out and be like, you know, I'm such a failure. Life, it only happens to me. Life is not fair. You are attracting all kinds of wrong energy. And there are plenty of people around you. And those are also the same people who are also like, who do you think you are? You're so right. Doing this. Yes. Do you think this is going to make money? No, a million people are doing it. This, this, and this person failed, I know. So right now I feel that there are so many failed stories rather than success stories. And this is what I have started to do. I didn't do it before. And this is what wow meme success brings to you. Because if I didn't have wow meme and I would sit here and tell you, okay, everything is going to be fine. You know, next year it's going to be this much. It would be like, she doesn't know. She, you need, everyone needs a success story to start. And I think like, you know, now people realize, okay, if she can do it, you know, I'm at much better place to give advice than and I can I have more resources to help people I just met um, I was just speaking to one of my cousin's friends last night and she was like I really want to do a podcast but I don't know if I would be able to I was like you know just for me just take the first step yes so important so important don't go 10 steps down the road Take the first step and take the next take step. the first step. And yes. then you don't know who you're going to meet, who right. is going to give you, you just keep asking you who, you know, you might be interviewing whoever you dreamt of. I mean, Kathy is like Oprah for me, mm-hmm. to be honest, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I, I used to think, I was like, you know, one day when I'm successful and I, for me, that time frame was five years later right? One day I'm going to thank her for, you know, being there. And one day I'm going to be on a podcast. And this happened rather than five years, it only took five months. Right. So I think just asking generously for yourself, which we are always so shy of, and we think we don't deserve it, is this is the end game. It's all at the end of the day within you. You, you know, the energy is within you. So true. So true. Wiser words were never spoken. (laughs) That is so true though. 90% is the mindset, everything that goes on between our, between our ears and that holds us back. It's not other people. We can blame them. It's not them. It's us. And if we can push through and persist, even when we hit our dips and the the tough times come, you can, you can achieve anything. And and your story is a testament to that. Um, What advice would you have to other people you know we've talked about a lot of that about mindset and keep going this in and taking the first step do you have any other advice for people who'd want to start their own businesses or write a book whatever it is they just want to launch out but they're not sure who's going to listen who am i to fill in the blank what advice do you have for them i think i would give them the same advice that i took for myself is the fact that you have to feel worthy. Do not, I mean, when I started my business, there were there was plenty of um, competition around me. I did not even know. If you're going to write a book, write a book as if you are the only one who's doing it. And always make it about others. Do not make it about yourself. It's always you, you, and you. And then maybe if I get an opportunity, then, you know, and one thing that changed everything, because we live in a mindset where, oh, don't give you that advice. Well, who am I to give you an idea? Or maybe you're going to steal it. And maybe, mm. you know, 
she's going to take it. But James Altucher, I don't know if you heard his, have heard his podcast, or I recently um, heard his interview on Kathy's show. Okay, um, I didn't get he, that far yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's an old. It's I think that episode is from March or April. Okay, so he has this horrible theory about ten ideas a day, like you know. Oh, maybe I did listen to that one. Okay, I think I so did. ten ideas yes. a day. Yes, I did. I would write them every day for yes. you or whoever, and then you have so many ideas that you never feel you know, the scarcity mindset of, oh my God, I only have five ideas. And if I give them to those five people, what am I going to live off of? You are done with that. You have so many ideas for, you know, 10 for you, 10 for everyone else. And what he really said was become Google. Mm. What does Google do? You type something, they're like, okay, these two people paid me for it. So I'm telling you that up front. So you see these two first, and then this website will help you. This website will help you. And it's a billion dollar business. Just Google is just, you know, and so why don't, and this idea, Kate, has changed everything for me. Mm. Whoever I meet, I give them ideas generously. If, so, if there's a therapist who walks in, if there's, you know, a mom that I can see has so much potential, yeah. I'd sit there and be like, you can do this, you can do this. Sometimes maybe I'm overstepping, but I just feel that, and he said that, he was like, just watch when you become Google for everyone, the money will start coming to you. Mm-hmm. Out of those five people, whoever you give ideas to one of them will be like, will you be my partner? I'll invest. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's true. once again, generosity and abundance, Full circle. not scarcity. Yes. Not, you know, we are, we hold our ideas so close to our heart that we sometimes even forget them and we forget about sharing it with others or like, you know, bringing light. And I think, um, I still remember before reaching out to Kathy and other people, I used to talk to different people. I was like, why don't you write your favorite podcaster a message of saying what you are doing or I'll do it for you. And why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? I, I listen to Kathy. I listen to this person. I can, you know, write an email for you. And I was, one day I was studying and I was like, why don't I do that for myself? <laughs> right. Absolutely. And then, and you, look what's happened. Look at look at what has happened ever since Kathy's interview. Yeah. Itself. Yeah. We didn't even so, know each other a month ago. And here we are. It's incredible. Here we are. It's so yes. exciting. Yes. Oh, I was so excited for today. Oh, okay. Let me see. Do I have anything else? Oh, um, what are ways that other people can get involved with you, with your business, with any of your raffles, all of that? All of that, I've just started a new page called Let's Come Forward. Um, it's going to be an open space for all businesses, um, all entrepreneurs, stories, and where we will, you know, give a shout out free of charge. You know, it's just a space. And that's um, my raffles will always be on Wow Meme as well as Let's Come Forward, um, which is Instagram Let's Come Forward if you type it. Um, we recently just started, so, you know, you will only see like two to three posts, but (laughs) I have, I really have big dreams for that, um, page. I think it's going to bring a lot of us together and, you know, even men, women, whoever, I think we will be able to make a good community that's serving others and we are supporting each other with that. And then wowmeme.com, if you want to support, you know, my business, and people back home or you know just go take a look and leave a review or send me a message how you like it um and we are also working on creative wow meme creative as well where hopefully we can help you with setting up a shopify shop or whatever you need for your business registering it whatever you may need um and we would love 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 to help and i I think my biggest dream would be to just 
be there for people to give honest and transparent advice. I love it. I love it. I love how generous you are. And anyone who wants to do a raffle can just DM you. Yes. Okay. And if they're if they're already doing a raffle for their cause on their page, um, just feel free to DM me, and I would love to do shout outs and let people know. And we can do IG live together um, with them. And I would love to support whatever. And if anyone needs my products to raffle as well, let me know. Um, I think I have plenty of interesting things um, <laughs> that people would be interested in. Um, and I think it's the smallest crowd that makes the difference. There, you know. Yeah. And word I of mouth is a powerful thing. Yes. Yes. Oh wow! Thank you so much. Well, I have so enjoyed our conversation. It has been an Same honor here. and a blessing for me. I just love how all this came together and how I found you and you were so generous to say yes to being interviewed. And I know that you're going to be so successful. God is already just, just dumping blessing on you and dumping more vision and more ideas. And it's just, it's exploding. It's, you're going to be so, so successful. You're going to help mm. so many people. And I just thank you so, so excited for thank that. Thank you. Thank you. you. I'm so honored. Thank you for giving me the space. Of course. Um, and I'm, I know you're going to give many other women and men the space. And I just am so thankful um, for all of this. Um, yes. I think it's a miracle taking place and inshallah, good things will come out of it. Light in the darkness. That's the goal. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had such a wonderful time interviewing Taktis. She is an amazing woman and has built an incredible business. But even more amazing than that is her heart to give back and serve others. If you'd like to support Taktis, you can find her on Instagram at wow.meme, that's W-O-W dot M-E-E-M, and at wowmeme.com. You can also find her nonprofit on Instagram at Let's Come Forward. If you'd like to make a purchase, feel free to DM her directly or purchase directly from her website. Remember that every purchase not only goes to supporting Taktis and her family, but also Pakistani creators, their families, her nonprofit, and causes she chooses to donate to each month. Also, with every purchase, you are supporting a woman-owned small business. You are not only helping to build a brand, but a dream. Most importantly, remember that small acts of kindness and generosity make a huge difference. Like Taktis, let's all be a light in the darkness. If you enjoyed this and previous episodes, please rate and review me on the platform you are listening on. I really appreciate everybody who has taken a couple of minutes out of their day to leave a positive rating. Ratings and reviews are the lifeblood for podcasters and helps other people see and find the podcast or not. If you have not left a review and you want to, I'd love to know how you're feeling about the podcast and what you love about it. Thank you so much. Have a fabulous day, friends.